Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And this is day two. And holy tamale, did we cover a lot of ground yesterday. We did indeed. <laughs> we had a lot of comments, people messaging us on Instagram. Tim, can you tell me more about this? Can you tell me more about that? I'm doing my best to keep up with all your requests. Um, if you guys want to message us on Instagram, it's at Tim and Julie Harris. And we do respond to all of our Instagram. Um, you know, anything you guys send to us, it's not just being done by an assistant. And uh, yeah, your questions are great. And I appreciate them. Because you're drilling down, you're focusing, and you're getting it. You're, the light is going off in your head, and you're realizing that this is a skills-based market. And if you want to win at the highest levels in this market, you need skills. That's right. And I do have a special request and shout out. Yes. We love it. At least I do. I think you do too. When you guys send us pictures over Instagram is probably the easiest way to do it, mm. of where you're listening to the podcast. Are you in your car? Are you on a walk? Are you at the gym? Are you traveling? Are you in a plane? That just makes us smile. So please share that especially those of you guys who are, you know, longtime podcast listeners. Well, I'll even make it easier. Just post, if you have Instagram, which most of you do, just post a picture on Instagram and then, you know, at Tim and Julie Harris and we'll see it and we'll repost it. There was a great idea for those of you who want to increase the number of people that are following you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So post a picture of you listening to the podcast. And we, I got, who was it yesterday? Mm -hmm. We got a picture of somebody at the Porsche dealership. It was actually Orlando Montiel. Oh, great. Yeah, and he was picking up his new Taycan, mm -hmm. which was gorgeous, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and he was uh, listening to our podcast on the – and so the big digital dash right in the middle, there was a big you know screen that had our podcast up there. While he was listening awesome. to it as he was driving off the dealer, off the lot of the dealership having picked up this new Porsche. So that type of <laughs> – and he put cool. – you know, So those types of images, you share those on Instagram – you message Julie and I, and then we'll reshare them, and then we're off to the races helping each other. All right, yes. so Julie, let's get back to work, and let's focus on part two. By the way, if you did not listen to part one, uh, it is critical that you go back and listen to part one. Based on all the feedback, the lights that are going off in the heads of agents all over the world as to why maybe their lender, their loans are getting approved or why some of their lenders are not able to get their buyer's lenders approved, you guys are now realizing that there's a lot more to getting someone approved and frankly, a lot more to choosing which lender you're going to work with than maybe you thought in the past. Yeah. So we're talking about how to actually revive the deal, if possible, when you get that dreaded rejection letter or your buyer gets that denial letter. Remember, lenders are required to tell you the reason why, not just to say that it was denied, but what were the reasons that way you can get to work, put your heads together and get this fixed. So yesterday we talked about two different scenarios. Today we're going to talk about what happens if it's the credit score that's the problem? Now, note to self, all of you should be counseling your buyers as soon as they are in contract or even while you're showing them property. Do not go out and buy a boat, a motorcycle, a car, a new cell phone. Do not mess with your credit while you are in line to get your mortgage. Even a few points could screw up the loan. Okay. I want to interject something yeah. here, Julie, something you've studied. You told me this morning, it's a hobby of yours. It is. Okay. And what she has learned how to do, and no, we do not offer any coaching or training on this, but, um, well, actually in premier coaching, we talk about it, but it's not like a product, 
There are really effective ways that agents can, or people in general, can get their credit scores up. And you studied the crap out of this for the sake of knowing how to coach and train your coaching clients to know yes. how to do it. So off the top of your head, can oh. you remember some of the tips and tricks that people do to get credit sure. scores and up? Sure. And some of that is in this point. But I believe, it's been a while, but we did a pod, maybe it was a one-part podcast about how credit actually works. Because we're going to talk about this in point number three, how much it affects the whole loan. You, you can't just be cavalier with your credit, nor can your clients. So for example... Everyone believes that your credit score is simply based on whether you pay your bills on time. Wouldn't you say that's the general belief is your credit score is based on if you were ever late or not, or yeah. how many times you were late. Right. Did it, would it surprise you to know that that is only about 35% of your score? It would. Yes. Yeah, so for example, and I won't do all of the different points, but it, it has to do with how long you've had your credit, right? So somebody with a longer credit history typically will have a better credit score unless they have a long history of screwing up their credit. So there's lots of different factors here. So, so you and I started using Mint as essentially our financial dashboard years Mint. ago. Mint.com. Mint.com. It's, um, it's part of a, a, what is it? The um, cre- the people that do uh, taxes. <laughs> I forget. Not, is it QuickBooks? Uh, or Intuit. Into it. Yeah, yeah. So it's free. Go to mint.com and they do give you access to your credit score, but they only give you access to one credit score. If you, you do need to get access to all three of your credit scores because when someone's trying to get a mortgage, they average the three or sometimes in lending times like what we're experiencing now, they're only going to use the low credit score. So you've got to yeah. know what all those are. So when you go cre- checking credit, where do you go? I'm going to talk about this in point three. Okay. Well, okay. so the mo- Experian is the best. Experian.com is the most robust. And I think it's like, it's like a one-time fee for $35 where you can do your own tri-merge. And you can also look at your actual credit report. You can go through it and you can see. And Experian does a great job actually telling you. It'll say your score, maybe you're trying to achieve the magic 720, right? um, And you're only at like 699. Well, why aren't you at 720? It'll actually say because of this, this, and this. Because this uh, is still on your credit. Maybe you can get that off. Maybe you can't. It's because... You were late once two years ago, and that's hurting your score. Or maybe it'll say something like, too many open credit cards. Well, that's something you can fix, right? So I'm going to talk about more of that in a second. But you even told me some other things. And I remember this one in particular. You said that there was a way to get your credit score up by just, is it in here? Yes. By, by talking about how to like make your I'll tell you in a second. utilities or something. Yes. Okay. All right, so stay tuned. Well, here we so, go. So let's say that you found out, oh my gosh, they're getting turned down because their credit isn't high enough, their score isn't high enough. Again, find out specifically what the actual uh, deal, what the issue is. Deal-killing credit issues come in two forms, low score and or a specifically damaging item like a tax lien or a default that's too recent. So you've got to find out what it is. Some things you can fix, some things you can't. Now, if the score is too low by about 15 points or less, it is probably fixable with a few easy remedies. Use Experian.com to update credit and correct errors and Experian Boost, that's their specific thing that you were just asking me about, mm. to improve your score with a few simple steps. If you can make a 698 credit score into a 715, you might be back in luck <coughs> Excuse me, with the loan. Well, so no. what, is, what is Experian Boost? Okay, so Experian Boost is where you attach, let's say that you pay your utility bills, um, on automatic draft. Now, if you don't, that's easy to set up. It's not a gigantic bill. It's easy to make that auto draft. So you would do that if you haven't already. Then you connect Experian Boost 
to your bank account, which sounds scary, but it's all secure and it's all good. And they have a little disclaimer about how that's secure. So what you're doing is you are actually beefing up your credit because you're saying, not only do I pay my utility bills on time, but I'm so confident that it's on auto draft. I did that with ours to prove it. And it does typically raise your score, I think they say eight to 15 points. You have to keep it updated to make sure all of that is correct. But that's something you can literally do in one afternoon and increase your score by up to 15 points. Didn't you recently get one of our credit scores up to 850? I did. I actually checked recently because this is a game I play. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the moral of the story, guys, is that this basically is a game. And if you learn the game, you know, you're going to get, Julie was talking about, you know, someone getting approved and not approved if their credit goes from, you know, 698 to 715. But there's more, uh, more complexity to that. Maybe if their credit score is just 15 points higher, they don't have to put as much money down. Or they don't have to pay points. Or they right. get a better interest rate. Or they get a certain type of loan that they didn't qualify for until they made it over 700. And again, lenders are tightening up their requirements. What used to be 720 with some lenders because of lender overlays uh, is maybe a 735 is their minimum requirement. And the lenders are not telling you that, are they? No, Larry, nor do the, they have to, actually. Larry, the lender, who's bringing you donuts every Wednesday and Thursday now, he's more desperate with the donut deliveries because he wants <laughs> deals, right? Right. Uh, he's not going to say, oh, so Julie, here's the deal. You know, turns out that there's now these things called lender overlays. Yes. And so, yes, your borrower, technically, if we just use the lending standards that Fannie Mae are putting out, qualifies, but because I'm working with XYZ lender, we actually have an additional set of rules on top of the set of rules. So those are called lender overlays. So yes, technically your borrower qualifies because their credit score is say 675, but our lender now needs it to be 720. You guys get it? The lender's not going to come out and tell you no. that his situation makes it less likely that he's going to be able to get your borrowers approved. Now, here's the thing. I have heard realtors talking about this. I have seen them discussing it online on the different Facebook pages and things. It is, lender overlays are not illegal, no. guys. I know you <laughs> want to make it illegal so you can throw the lender under the bus and then bring you know save the day for your borrower, but that's not illegal. And it's not Larry the lender's fault. It's mm -hmm. because the bank that he works for, the lender he works for, has these guys called risk managers. Or at least they're supposed to. Uh, at least they're supposed to, right. <laughs> okay, so so it's the risk managers, and, and what they do, that is a specific job, and they look at the entire bank portfolio and they say, you know what, it seems like you have too many loans that you gave to self-employed people. Or the average credit score for your loans has dropped below a certain point. We don't like that. Too but risky. Let's make this even more practical because we are in a, a banking crisis. You can call it whatever you want. We're not being political. Let's just call it as it is. What we're going to see over the next 12 to 24 months is a lot of these small and mid-sized banks are going to get consumed by the large banks. So what these small and mid-sized banks do, because fractional banking, and again, I don't want to get too wonkish on this. I'm not an expert at it. But the gist of it is a lot of these lenders, a lot of these, sorry, mid-sized banks and small banks, they're technically insolvent for all kinds of reasons. The same reason you saw that SVB bank fail and some of these other banks fail. These guys, these local lenders, these mortgage, or essentially the sources that you've been using to get your mortgages, they, loan officers, would love to loan you money or love to set up a mortgage so they can make commission, you know, and all the rest of it, but they can't because the lender themselves, the bank themselves, don't, they cannot, they, they cannot take on a mortgage. They cannot take on the risk because they are technically insolvent. 
they're not going to tell you. You need to do your own homework on this. And you need to, again, communicate with the other agents you're dealing with every day. Find out who's doing the loans. And even though you may have had a great lender at a great local bank, even six months ago, let alone 90 days ago, that great local lender at that great local bank might be insolvent and you are going to get your borrowers declined there and they're not going to tell you it's because they're basically bust. They're not going to tell you that and you're just going to assume, well, there must have been something wrong with my borrower. Nope, there was something wrong with the lender. There was something wrong with the... Uh, it could be the overlays that did it. Exactly. I mean, you literally sometimes can just change lenders to a different uh, entity that doesn't have the same risk management overlords. Because maybe their, um, you know, maybe their numbers look better, and they don't have as much risk, and thus their risk managers haven't clamped on all of these extra requirements. And there are lenders who are notoriously more or less conservative on these things. For sure. Yeah. So you know, again, getting a little too wonky. Now, if the credit score is too low for the loan product, the borrower might need to switch to an FHA, VA, USAA, or a more lenient type of mortgage. That could be the solution. We used to do that all the time. Okay, so. If something needs to be paid off, use the same strategies as we discussed in yesterday's points. Find out what needs to be paid off, how the buyer can pay it off, what's allowable. Obviously, the lesser amounts are easier, but there still may be a solution, so don't give up. You've got to get the specifics from the lender. Now, if the item that needs to be paid off is some sort of lien, like a homeowner's association, a mechanic's lien, or a private loan, it may be possible to negotiate a lower payoff with whoever is owed the debt and get it removed from credit. So let's say that you negotiate, I, I remember we had somebody that owed some ridiculous amount to their homeowners association, right? And it just went on and on and wouldn't close, wouldn't close. And this was the one thing that had to get fixed. And I remember it was like the scuffle between the homeowner, uh, the guy selling and the, the homeowners association, but it was negotiated to half of what he owed. And he got a letter from the homeowners association showing that it was paid off, which he's then sent to the credit bureaus and then got the credit improved. And the homeowners association didn't know anything about any of this and no. thought they could just hold out and they could essentially get paid at closing for whatever the ridiculous amount of money that they yep. were trying to. And by the way, they, uh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about, right? He was, um, he had no money. He had no ability to come up with any additional money. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. And he borrowed all the equity out of this property. This was back during the housing crisis. Um, so moral of the story with these types of transactions is you have to assume that nobody knows what the heck they're doing. That's the reason you have to work. First of all, you have to at least have a high level knowledge of how these things work. You don't have to be an expert at it. You're not doing the deals, but you've got to have knowledge enough so that you're dangerous, right? You've got to know when you're uh, interviewing or you're trying to solve a problem, you have to know, okay, I need to help this borrower get this loan. What loan officer am I going to take them to? I, you have to qualify that loan officer to be someone that you want to work with and can work with in this marketplace. We talked about that a ton yesterday. Make sure you go back and listen to that and then learn on the job. You don't have to know it all. Those of you out there, God bless you, your analytical types. I'm married to a beautiful <laughs> one. The fact is, is you don't need to know everything you uh, before you get to work. Get to work and learn on the job. That's what coaching is all about. Thanks to the hundreds of you who have joined Premier Coaching in the last 30 days. Premier Coaching is the next natural step for all of you. Just go to premiercoaching.com, premiercoaching.com. And yes, you that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris Certified Coach. So just go to premiercoaching.com. It takes like three minutes to sign up and you have immediate access to the first level of Premier Coaching. Point number four, Julie. Point number four, this will kill a deal. The home sale of the buyer... Remember, they had a house to sell that they thought was closing. 
that tanked, and now they can't close on their new house. Hearing about that a lot right now. Take your backup offer if you have one and if that backup offer actually qualifies. So recheck with that lender since rates went up now this and point, their credit might have changed. This point is from the seller side. So if you're a listing agent and you have a house that's your, your seller or your listing goes in contract, the buyer has a home sale that flaked out. Uh, and then obviously that messes with your ability to sell the house to that buyer. But I'll preface this by saying in most markets, you don't have to take a home sale contingency. Julie's going to argue with me. I can read her face. But the, in most markets, you don't have to take home sales. But home sales are oftentimes, if you're dealing with a more sophisticated agent, are going to be cloaked uh, in, uh, oh, yes. in lender letter language. And I'll give you guys an example. And we do in Premier Coaching, there's something called the ultimate addendum that, frankly, if you're on the listing side, what you use it as, even if the, all the terms and conditions come in perfectly from the borrower's offer, you'd always counteroffer. Seller accepts all your terms and conditions. Thank you. Great offer. We love everything about it. Fantastic. But the buyer has 48 hours to satisfy the terms of this, uh, you know, this lender's letter requirement, because here's what you're going to discover. Sometimes you will receive a lender's letter, listing agents, listen to what I'm saying. Or by the way, buyer's agent, you might even have this happening and you don't know it either. Mm -hmm. So the lender will uh, turn out a letter or a frankly crafty agent will have the lender turn out a letter on their behalf. And it's not disclosing the fact that that borrower, that buyer has a home to sell. But what we'll say in the lender's letter, it won't say, you know, loans approved contingent on Bob and Sally selling their house. It'll say, well, it'll, okay. So this comes in two forms in the lender's letter, but also in the purchase contract, it may say just contingent on financing in the purchase contract. Right. And the financing is contingent on the, on sale, the home but, sale, which right. wasn't mentioned, but you didn't drill down and find out what the hell does contingent on financing really mean? Because you did not use the ultimate addendum because you did not allow that bar or that lender to essentially send you a letter with a bunch of generalized terminology that meant nothing. So what you should ask is to the lender, whether it's on your borrower or somebody else's on your listing, okay, maybe they're working with another agent, you should ask the lender in both cases, has the down payment been verified? Is it subject to the sale of a property yes. of any kind? Yes. Not just the sale of a home. It could. The lender will churn out a letter and they'll say, you know, subject to whatever, whatever. But you don't realize it's actually subject to the verification or the sale of a beer can collection. And yes, Julie and I did have that. I our was first... thinking about the grandma's piano contingency. Yeah, we, we had that our first year oh in selling real estate. How do we know all of this? Because, you know, we actually sold real estate for a living. Yeah, for a long period of time <laughs> in thousands of homes. But the moral of the story is, is do not, look, you can learn on the job, but you're going to, it's going to cost you too much. Don't be assumptive. Don't be, a, you, you use the ultimate addendum, get high quality coaching, which is what we provide. Premier Coaching is the easy gateway for you guys to join Premier Coaching. All you got to do is go to premiercoaching.com. You get instant access, 30 days for free. You're going to see this information as you log into Premier Coaching for the first time, as you attend your daily semi-private coaching calls, you're going to feel uh, this massive wave of relief because you're now realizing that this is the source of all the information that now you're realizing you don't know. And once you do know it, you're then going to find yourself becoming incredibly confident because you have a skill set and an actual plan to go out there and attack the market. That's the reason that you sign up for coaching. Go to premiercoaching.com. Okay. So that's kind of the summary of those two points. Over the past two podcasts, we've talked about how to resurrect a deal if you have a down payment issue. That was from yesterday. Ratio issues was from yesterday. Today we talked about credit and we talked about if a home sale tanks. Now, one thing I forgot to mention at the top of today's pod, 
no matter what the ratio, what, no matter what the problem was where you or your client gets the denial letter, you have to immediately get a two week extension so you can figure out, is there a solution? If so, we got to have time. Maybe they've got to fix their credit and they need time to get a letter sent to the credit bureau and get it removed. You need a little bit of time. You can't hit the panic button. You just have to extend. Most sellers will give you that extension. Most listing agents, especially more experienced ones, are going to, would rather keep you in contract and give you an extension rather than go through the whole process over again. And you just brought another thought to my mind. What happens if you have a chain of closings that have to happen, right? And so what you're going to deal with, let's say I'll set the table for you guys, right? So let's say it's your listing or it's even your buyer. It doesn't matter, but let's just say listing. So you're, you receive an offer um, and you, frankly, don't use their ultimate, lender, uh, uh, ultimate addendum. So you accept a lender's letter. The lender's letter doesn't clearly state that the seller or the buyer buying your listing has a home to sell. Um, and by the way, not just your, the buyer buying your listing, who's the buyer was, you know, not your buyer, it was a co-op. But it turns out that the people before that and before that and maybe before that all have properties to sell. Yep. Now, the first one who's selling their, you know, $28, you know, $30,000 double wide, who basically <laughs> right. triggers all these other transactions, yes. that person doesn't sell their double wide, then all these other deals fall out of contract. You've got to know what's the complexity of the deals that you're accepting, because I'll tell you guys a little secret. One of the things that Julie and I were able to do when we were listing real estate, and we teach all of our coaching clients to do the same thing, is you might find that you're all this daisy chain or all these dominoes are all dependent on some house that would be a perfect rental property. Yes. You go buy that perfect rental property and you make it so all those other deals happen. And you happen. fix the whole shebang. Yeah. You want to talk about how to make clients oh for life? Goodness. That's how you do it. You want to talk about how to have a great reputation? It's not all your TikTok videos. It's basically knowing how to do things like this. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, we always had the mantra, if you are pending, you are going to close. Yes. That's it. There's no giving up. There's no falling out of contract. There's no falling out of contract. There's no walking away from deals. There's no, you know, I I remember uh, before everything was digital, you'd have to take the physical file from one lender and switch it to another lender. And they would dig deep in the file. They would re-underwrite things. And you'd get the deal saved in like a week. That was before. Now you can just send everything around digitally. You can get this resolved fairly quickly. The, The point that I'm trying to make is don't freak out. You are a problem solver. Well, let me give you another thing. We didn't have this tool when we sold real estate. And mm-hmm. frankly, most agents listening to us, 99% don't have this tool unless they're with eXp Realty. eXp Realty True. has got really something that all of you urgently and all of you listening who are at eXp Realty, make sure you're participating in this. This is an excellent point. I should have had that as point number five. It's so called? thank you. Express offers, and it is brilliant. It is a great potential solution to these problems. What is express offers? Let's say, for example, you have this exact scenario, and let's say though you have the listing and the borrower or the buyer buying your house deals fall, falls out of contract. You could take that property, and you could then the remember not even your buyer. You could take that express offers house that has to be. That, I'm sorry, that listing that has to be sold in order for that buyer to be able to buy your listing. And you could take that to Express Offers. And I'm, obviously the numbers have to work for everybody, but Express Offers then purchases the house. They buy the house. Because that is a pool of investors who look at those trans- potential transactions every day, day in and day out. You are not selling it to EXP. You are selling it to investors through EXP. And it doesn't even have to be your listing, Right I Now, believe. if you're at EXP, this is only good for EXP agents. If you are at EXP, and you go out and you talk with a borrower, 
or a seller who wants to purchase something and you want to, you should be able to give them option A, option B. Option A, Mr. Seller, is that we retail the house. This is what your net will probably look like. And option B is if after a certain amount of time, say 90 days, if the property hasn't sold, we can submit it to express offers. And then this is what your net would probably look like. You need to be able to offer the seller and frankly, your buyers who have homes to sell different ways of getting to the, uh, getting to the finish line versus what most of you are just doing, which when you're looking for properties, you just go to the MLS, nothing for sale. You don't know how to create your own inventory. You don't know how to save deals. You don't know how to know what's wrong with the transaction to get it essentially to close. You give up too soon. You, well, you give up too soon because the people you're listening to for your, frankly, coaching and training in the future of your real estate career don't know how to do any of this stuff because they've never had to do any of this stuff because they themselves haven't in real estate for, they've only been in real estate for 15 years or less. They've never sold in a market like this. They've never dealt with problems like this. Of course, they're not going to know how to help you. They might say they know how to help you, but have you ever been exposed to all these things we just told you? Nope. Many of you haven't. That's the reason we hear so frequently for some of you who say, I, this happens all the time. <laughs> some of you are going to laugh and some of you are going to cringe when I say this, but it is still something that all of you can relate to. You guys will say, Tim and Julie, I learned, this is the comments on iTunes. You can read this. I've learned more from your podcast than I have from my real estate coach. In other words, you guys are trusting your futures to people that are not qualified to act as a real estate coach for you especially in this market. It's up to you to take the next natural step and upgrade your experience. But I'll tell you right now, one of the things that every single one of you need to be considering to do immediately is chat with us about joining eXp Realty. eXp Realty is the smartest, one of the smartest business decisions Julie and I ever made. And we've made your forward progress towards eXp very simple. Just text the letters EXP to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. And there's a you know three videos that are there waiting for you. There's a whole bunch of information that you can go and learn more about EXP. Now, many of you are ready to join EXP. You're just looking for a runway to land your plane. You want to have you want to choose an EXP royalty sponsor that's gonna be very proactive in your success. Julie and I are formally applying for the job of being your EXP royalty sponsor. And I'll tell you the shortest path to accomplish that goal. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. All this information is also in the comments in the description of every single podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Twitter, wherever you're listening to us. But again, if you're ready to join eXp Realty and you're looking for a sponsor who is going to be very proactive in your success, we are formally and humbly applying for the job of being said sponsor. And if you've not yet chosen your sponsor, text me directly, 512-758-0206, and just put the letters EXP into um, you know the subject line, and I'll know what it's about, and let's have that conversation. Got, Julie, anything else you'd like to say to these guys? I mean, get to work. I know this was this series was possibly a little bit overwhelming because we exposed them to things that could happen that maybe they haven't dealt with before. That is the point of the podcast. That is the point of coaching is knowledge equals confidence. You want to be confident. You're going to do more transactions with that confidence. Ignorance equals fear. Giving up or waiting in this market will cause you to possibly do half the transactions you should be doing this year. Or, or fail worse, out of the business. Or possibly worse, fail out of the business. Giving up when you run into an obstacle or believing your supposed coach or whoever who says, oh, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> That's not great coaching, guys. Solving the problem. 
educating yourself, increasing your skills. That is what it's about. The agents that take this stuff seriously are the ones that are doing all the deals. They just are, or who are about to. Some of you listening are our up and coming listeners who are embracing this and saying, you know what? I'm going to learn all that so that I can do as many transactions as possible. The more you learn, the more you can earn. Guys, thank you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. A heartfelt welcome to all the new listeners we're picking up in all the different countries, uh, England, Italy, India, just all over Australia. Mm-hmm. Thanks to all of you. This is at least the number one podcast. I'm sorry, the number one podcast in at least the United States. And we're working on it being international. Our total and complete focus is on helping real estate professionals build the businesses of their dreams so they can have the lives and the lifestyles of their dreams. Guys, it's all about the actions you take. And it all starts with the mindset of being of service to others. I think you understand. Otherwise, tens of thousands of you wouldn't be listening to us every single day. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.